Awaken podcast. I hope you enjoy the teaching. Welcome to Awaken and our first gathering of 2021. We're so glad that you're here. I'm Kathy Solomon, the Director of Community Life, and we'd like to extend a special welcome if you're new with us. If you are, please fill out a Connect card online so that we can get in contact with you. As we begin our time together, I'm going to offer a call to worship. With this invite, um, I welcome you to engage intentionally not as a spectator, but as a participant in our community together. So join with me in this prayer. God, here we are. May we become aware of your living presence. Give us eyes to see you, ears to hear you, and hearts to respond to your love and invitation in all that we experience in this sacred time together. Amen. Well, we're going to sing a song together that is probably new uh, to you guys. Um, it's a song that I have loved over the last couple of years. It is uh, taken from Psalm 103, which is a great song to um psalm to use when you're reflecting back on something remembering uh what god has done who god has been which is what kind of what we're talking about today so uh learn it with me sing along when you can um this is called bless the lord bless the lord oh my soul bless the lord bless the lord oh my soul bless the
that was so beautiful. And I too wanna say Happy New Year, um, especially to our kids. Kids, I hope you had an awesome and sweet and lovely Christmas. However it may have looked different or maybe the same for your family, I hope it was beautiful and I miss seeing you. Um, and I want to say Happy New Year, and like Melody was saying, it's also really important to reflect on where we're coming from. So kids, and adults, you'll be doing this too, but kids, I want to take some time and do a little activity before we completely dive into 2021 to think about 2020. 2020, the year we heard so many times, 2020, 2020. We're all going to be really ready to say 2021, but first... Let's do this little activity. So parents, if you wanna pause, I am gonna be asking some questions. So if you wanna pause and give kids more time, kids, if you, this is gonna be kind of a quiet activity, maybe somewhat of a prayerful activity, you can close your eyes, but if you're more of a, maybe a drawer or maybe you need to move, you can do that too while you think about these questions. So if you wanna close your eyes, kids, close your eyes. And I want you to think about some of these answers to these questions I'm gonna ask. To start, what are some of your favorite memories of 2020? Take some time and just think about the really happy times of 2020. After you think about those, I want you to ask yourself, how did you see God? How did you experience God during these happy times? And then, what are some things that were hard? What are some memories that make you sad or mad or maybe just confused? Take some time to think about those. And then think about how did God show up in those times? The times that weren't as great. Where did you see God or how did you feel in those times? And to close, I want you to think about both the good and the bad. What was God showing you? Because of what you learned in those good times and those bad times, and how you saw God show up, how do you think 2021 will be different? Okay, you can open your eyes. That was a lot, a lot to think about. And maybe you paused and maybe you didn't. If you didn't, maybe this is something that will take the rest of the week or maybe the weeks to come to think about how to reflect on all those questions, how to look back on the good and the bad, and most importantly, where did you see God? And how is that going to lead you into 2021? How are you gonna think about 2021 a little different? And this activity that we just did is a little bit like the examine prayer that Mike is going to talk to, to us more about. The examine prayer is a spiritual practice. Mike is going to be going over lots of spiritual practices these next few weeks. And I wonder how many of you even know what a spiritual practice is. We talked about them last year when we were together. Oh, man, it was almost two years ago now. That seems bizarre. A year and a half ago. We had a whole month where we just talked about spiritual practices a spiritual practice is a prayer. It is a way to connect with God. And we've talked about, we can, we can connect with God in so many ways. In the past boxes you've maybe gotten as a family, there has been a spiritual practice or a prayer in each box. And I hope that your family has gotten to do those. And if not, I really encourage you to go back because each month had a really beautiful prayer that you can 
participate in together or individually and have another way to connect with God. Back to the examine prayer, though, like we just did. This is a prayer that you can do each day. You can do it to reflect on your day and see what were the really good parts and what were the really hard parts. And where did I see God or where did I maybe not feel God, but maybe he was there and I didn't see it at the moment. But now I can think about it. In our family, we do something called highs and lows. Now, it's kind of funny because I brought this up a few weeks ago at dinner and said, oh, let's do highs and lows. And you know what my son said? He goes, mom, we're together all day. You already know my highs and my lows. (laughs) And he was right. We all maybe know each other's highs and lows these days. But you know what? So does God. Even when we give God our highs and our lows each day to reflect on our day, he's been with us all along. But there's something about saying it. There's something about saying what was really good and what was maybe not so good. Because you know what? Those are the ways that we can change tomorrow, that we can be different tomorrow, that we can make tomorrow a little bit better, and that way we can maybe be a little wiser tomorrow. So even if our family's been with us for all the highs and lows, it's okay to share them just like we want to be sharing those with God because he wants to hear that from us and he wants to help us process how tomorrow is going to be better because of the really good and the really not so good parts of our day. I want to talk a little bit also about our box coming up. So our January box is coming January 10th, which is next Sunday. For those of you that didn't register or your parents haven't registered, make sure you do that. We still have about 20 boxes left. In the boxes, if your parents have bought this book, Be the Difference, it's gonna be an awesome experience to walk through and kind of what we're talking about. How can we make tomorrow better? How can we make 2021 better? How can we make a difference? The theme of the box is light. And what better theme to have after Christmas than light? Jesus, who we just celebrated his birth, He is our light, and he also wants us to be the light, and he wants us to make a difference. So I hope that you guys enjoy getting your boxes next week, and I look forward to talking about those boxes each week and pulling something out from the box to go over with each of you. And I hope that you guys all have a great week. Thank you. Thanks, Mandy. All right, let's sing the song of blessing over our kids. May God give you eyes to see all that is good, all that is good. The courage for anything, may you be strong, may you be strong. May God give you ears to hear His loving voice, His loving voice. Good morning, friends, and welcome to 2021. (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying that. It's the eighth day of Christmas, too, by the way. 
you know, the song, the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. That's the season we're in right now, the 12 days of Christmas. But welcome to 2021. It is unbelievable. Uh, it's a new year. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. Yes, we still have the coldest days of winter in front of us. Fine, but at least it's not 2020. Okay, maybe there are giant snowstorms in our future. Okay, fine, at least it's not 2020. I remember a couple years ago in 2019, it had been a really bad year, and I was like, I cannot wait to say goodbye to 2019. But nobody had any idea, did they? <laughs> so welcome to 2021. Uh, I'm really glad you're here, glad you're with us. Um, on a personal note, today, what's happening right now, this sermon is my 400th sermon given to the Awakened community in 10 and a half years. Hard to even say that out loud. 10 and a half years, I number my sermons. That's how I keep track of them all. So that's how I know. 400th sermon. So um, way to go, Micah. Good job. Um, today we begin a new series called A Long Winter. Practices that'll get you through. Um, and so for the next seven weeks, uh, we're going to be spending some time um, doing really like down-to-earth, ground-level uh, like low-hanging fruit kind of activity. We're going to spend seven weeks talking about spiritual practices, spiritual disciplines. Uh, if you were interested in the spiritual pathways conversation, this is right up your alley. And the hope is, the idea is that, yeah, okay, it's going to be a long winter. Uh, there, there's a long period of time between now and spring when things feel like they're coming alive again, and there's a pandemic, and Christmas is over, and so it's like the post-Christmas blues. But like, how do we make it? How do we get through? Like, if you're actually serious about a faith that's alive and vibrant and not dead, but still at work underneath the surface, like, what are the things that you might need to be doing in order to cultivate that kind of space? And so that's what the next seven weeks is going to be about. Um, a long winter, seven practices that'll get you through. Um, if you like maps, which if, I love a good map, uh, uh, we are in between, so Advent ends at Christmas Eve, Christmas Day begins the 12 days of Christmas, of which this is the 8th. January 6th, it's the Feast of Epiphany, friends. There are three feasts in the Christian calendar, Easter, Christmas, and Epiphany. A lot of people don't know that. And Epiphany, historically, traditionally, is the celebration of the Magi who bring the gifts to Jesus, to baby Jesus. Six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus. And uh, it's also more broadly, it's about um, celebrating, it's from a Greek word, uh, epiphaneia, and it means um, a manifestation. So the idea is that God, who is hidden in spirit, becomes, manifests itself in this baby Jesus that we celebrate. So it's the coming of the light of God to the world. It's the feast of light. So that's what uh, Epiphany is, and over the, so that's where we'll be over the next seven weeks in Epiphany. And our hope for this series is twofold. Uh, between now and Lent, I hope that a couple things happen. Number one, I hope that this, again, is really like basic and simple, like just um, good food for the soul over the next seven weeks. I hope that these teachings and the practices that we're going to walk through will help you stay connected to your spirit. Uh, will help you tend to this inner sanctum, as Ignatius of Loyola talks about, and allows you to grow and keep moving in your walk, your journey with God. Um, and secondly, I, I hope that this causes us or is an opportunity for us to stay connected. So while we're distant, our leadership team is committed to, to not meeting at least through Lent, um, I'm hoping and praying, secretly I'm praying that Easter, don't quote me on that, I make no promises, and it's probably not going to happen, but that's what I'm secretly praying for, is Easter we might be together again. 
So while we're apart and distant from one another, I hope that this series allows you an opportunity to practice these things that we're talking about and then share them with one another. So there's a couple different ways. We have uh, social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you follow us on either of those two, we're going to encourage people to be posting about their experiences while doing these practices. And so hope that, hopefully that will bind us together as a community. Um, so yeah, I, ho I hope that these are, uh, you know, our social media platforms are places and um, for you to tell your stories and your experiences as we journey in this long winter. Seven practices that'll get you through. Um, briefly, if you were not with us on Sunday, that was our live gathering, so the fourth Sunday of every month, and I shared, I announced the uh, five missional grants that we gave to five different organizations. So I want to just tell you what they are if you weren't able to be with us. Uh, we had five grants, $3,000 each, that went for either COVID relief or race and justice and anti-racism work, organizations that were doing that. So we had 19 different people submit applications. We had 17 different organizations which meant our missional team spent a number of hours uh, discerning and whittling down like what were the, what were the submissions that were connected most uh, deeply to COVID and or anti-racism and were, and were like in sync with the DNA of Awaken. And so these, this, was, this is what we discerned together. Um, so they are as follows. Number one, Ein Dot Young Center, which is a Native American youth center in St. Paul. Number two, The Lift, which is a, uh, a nonprofit that is doing a lot of COVID relief, food-related COVID relief. They are over on the east side, um, birthed out of um, Woodland Hills, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, number three, one-to-one, uh, -one, which is my friend Stefan Van Vorst. Uh, he's over in Minneapolis, and they are raising money to do uh, to sort of launch a community discernment process for policing in Minneapolis. Groundbreaking work they're doing, which is really cool. Uh, number four, the Philando Castile Peace Garden. So Philando Castile's mother and a number of other folks connected to that family are raising money to create a peace garden that will... Um, remember Philando Castile and the life that he lived and others uh, like him and his story. Uh, and then number five, the New Dawn Theater Company. So a theater company that is working hard to produce, uh, to hire, to have actors and actresses who are people of color um, and to produce work that is related to anti-racism and justice in the world. So those five organizations, I'm super excited about it. I literally put the checks in the mail today. So Keep your eyes out. I would encourage you to follow them on Instagram and their, and their social media feeds so we can learn about them and support them and continue to pray for them. Um, so thank you so much for participating in that. I'm so proud to be a part of a church that does that kind of thing in the world. Um, it's pretty cool. So we begin our series today, A Long Winter, with The Examine, which is essentially a practice of reflection. It's a, uh, a committal to a particular kind of being, a way of showing up in the world with intention and a certain spirit about you. So here's what I want to do today. I want to give you a little history on the examine, where it comes from, who's connected to it, how it came to be, why so many people love it. And then I want to just walk through the five steps of the examine. They're very simple, but they're very deep and profound. And so we'll just unpack them a little bit and connect them to scripture. Uh, and then I want to give you a very simple um, sort of takeaway, an invitation for you to participate. So that's where we're headed. Pray with me and we'll dive in. God, we thank you for this day, for the beauty of it, for uh, the wonder of the things that we have just walked through in Advent and Christmas. We thank you for friends and family and for a community of faith that we can call home. Um, for our time together this morning, Holy Spirit, open our eyes. Give us eyes to see you and ears to hear you. Um, may we be uh, open in new ways to the fresh movement of your spirit, even as the blanket of snow covers the earth. 
um, we want to pay attention to the things that we know and trust that you are doing under the cover of darkness. We pray these things in the power of Christ, uh, by, by, in the name of Christ and by the power of the Spirit. And the church said together, amen, amen, and amen. Okay, a little history. Uh, the examine. To get uh, a hold of the examine, you have to go back to the 15th century and a guy named St. Ignatius of Loyola. Uh, Ignatius was born in 1491. He lived 65 years. He was born in the Basque country of Spain. I actually walked through the Basque country of Spain with Hadley, 2018, on our sabbatical on the Camino. And I'm planning, Lord willing, Dahlia and I will take the next leg of the Camino this coming spring, May, June. We'll see how that goes with travel and, and vaccines and whatnot. But I don't know if you knew this or not, but from our sabbatical, we decided to do one leg for each child when they move from junior high to high school. Adventure with dad, go see the world. And when it's all said and done, when Lyndon and I are wrapping up our leg, the other two will come and join us and we'll all walk into Santiago, Santiago together. Isn't, <laughs> I mean, come on, that's the stuff movies are made of. So dad gets his Compostela for his journey on the Camino and the Witham girls get one Compostela for their work together. That's just an excuse to tell you about that. He was born in the Basque country. I walked through it. Um, so lived in, lived in Spain 65 years. For the first part of his adult life, he was a military guy. He loved the military. He was very regimented, very like, he loved routine and order and discipline. Um, he had an insatiable desire for fame. And uh, evidently, he was pretty good with the ladies. And I'm refraining from singing Hamilton at this point in time. Um, his own words, I was a man given to the vanities of the world whose chief delight consisted of martial exercises with a great and vain desire to win renown. That was St. Ignatius for the first half of his life. 1521, he's defending Pamplona and he gets hit by a cannonball. That's a bad day if you get hit by a cannonball. Evidently, uh, his leg was injured, and that was the end of his military career, but it was the beginning of a spiritual awakening for him. He spent months in recovery, and while he was there, all he could do was read. He was immobilized, and so he began to read about Christ, and he met Christ in a very real and profound way. Um, after being released or recovering from that, he actually spent a, a whole year in a place called Manresa in a cave. He would go to daily mass. He would spend seven hours in a cave and lived or seven hours in prayer, and then lived in this cave for a year, an ascetic life, de denying all sort of frivol uh, frivolities, is that even a word? Frivolous activities. Um, from there, he went on to study, got a number of degrees, he got a, a, a scholarship to a place in France, and it's there he met this group of men that ended up becoming or starting what we now know as the order called the Jesuits, the Society of Jesus. Um, and that's where St. Ignatius, uh, that's, that's what he's most famous for. The, uh, the, the Jesuits have two mottos that they're known for. One is, as if a dead body, it's Latin. Uh, the idea is that a good Jesuit should be as well-disciplined as a corpse. Who wants to join? <laughs> I would be terrible in this order, I'll tell you that right now. The second uh, uh, motto is much better. It's to find... God in all things. Uh, ad majorum de gloriam, for the greater glory of God. So the Jesuits are always looking for where God is working amidst daily life, everywhere. They're looking for God. Where is God act, act, acting and, and, and available? Uh, he wrote an autobiography, but then his most notable publication was uh, called Spiritual Exercises, where he lays out the examine. 
along with imaginative prayer, which we're going to visit in a few weeks. So that's a little bit about the examine. It is prayed uh, daily around the world. It is loved by Catholics and un-Catholics or non-Catholics alike. Um, It's a very simple prayer, but it is a very profound way of taking stock of our lives daily. So what is the examine? Here it is. Five steps in the traditional examine. Um, And the beauty of this prayer is that it can be adapted. It's a structure that allows you to kind of adapt it to different circumstances. So I was doing some research this week, and I found examines on COVID. I found examines on race and justice, on um, economics, on politics and civil discourse, so that you you can sort of take the structure and apply it anywhere. So five steps. One, give thanks. Two, ask for light. Three, examine your day. Four, seek forgiveness. And five, resolve to change. So let's unpack these a little bit. First, give thanks. Now, instead of thinking about this as just a way to say, simply say like, oh, thanks God for dot, 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 this is more about a, a knowing, a, um, a recognizing of God's Emmanuel presence that we've just celebrated at Christmas. Like God's um, constant and, and always presence. And more than that, it is about actively and intentionally placing yourself and recognizing God's presence and placing yourself in it. So it's not just about thanking God for God's presence, but it's about placing yourself in God's presence. Genesis chapter 3, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees in the garden. From the very get-go in the scriptures, we get the sense that God is omnipresent. God is always near. Psalm 139, the psalmist says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? And it's a rhetorical question, and he answers it. He's like, nowhere. I can't go anywhere. If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I go to the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn to the sea, to the east, to the west, as far, you're always there. Isaiah 6, the prophet says, one called out to another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And the whole earth was full of God's glory. So deeply embedded in the story of the scriptures is this reality that God's presence is always available. It's always near, which is why the Jesuits look for it in everything. So the prayer begins by giving thanks for God's presence. You're in the perfect position by giving thanks. You're in the perfect position to claim your part in it. Like, God, thank you for your abiding and faithful presence that's always near and which I am now participating in in this very moment. So it's not just thank you for your presence, but it's declaring your place in it. When I was a a young father so long ago, wow, I have a 17-year-old. I used to tell this story at weddings when I would do them. My kids, when I would come home from work, when they were young, um, they don't greet me like this anymore. You know, things change. But they they would come like running to the door, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy! And I would come in the door, and they would, they would like, swamp me, like, <laughs> climbing on top of me. And they would say, Daddy, tackle me. And so we would play this game called Tackle. And we would go downstairs in the basement, and I would just absolutely, if, if there was video camera of these activities, <laughs> I'd probably be in trouble. But no mercy. I would just pound these kids, chasing them, like body slamming them into couches. And on top of beds, we used to play this game where they would jump on the bed and I would throw pillows at them. It's a terrible idea, but they loved it. And as I thought about that moment, they would you know, run to the door, Daddy, tackle me, tackle me. Which wasn't just a statement or a question, will you tackle me? But it was a question of like, Daddy, do you see me? 
Daddy, are you home? Are you here? There was this one time when one of them was like, Dad, 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 you know where this is headed, right? Like, I was there, but I wasn't there. And finally, they just grabbed me by the face and pulled me closer, like, Dad, are you here? Like, somehow they knew that you could be somewhere but not really be there. In Deuteronomy, Moses is talking with God, and God says, come up on the mountain and be on the mountain. The first step in the exam allows you the opportunity to not only give thanks for God's presence, but to declare your place in it. To intentionally believe with your body, mind, and soul that you are surrounded and in the presence of the divine. So we begin by giving thanks, actively and with intention, placing ourselves in God's presence. Secondly, we ask for light. Early in the scriptures, there is this thread, this idea, this question of can you see? But not only can you see, but how do you see? In Genesis chapter 13, Abram and Lot are, are the, the center of the story. Lot has been brought along by Abram. He shouldn't have brought him, and he causes trouble the whole time that he's there, and they finally decide to part ways. So they're standing in the same place, and the text says that Lot looked around and saw the whole plain of Jordan towards Zoar like a well-watered, or it, that was well-watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. Lot, the foil in the story, the one who shouldn't have been brought along anyways, looks out over the land and he likens this beauty to the garden of the Lord, which is like the land of Egypt. Of course, if you fast forward in the story, you know how this plays out. Egypt is not only just a location, it's a, it's a spiritual state of being. It's a narrow place that's difficult and hard to see and find God at work. Lot likens the garden of the Lord to the land of Egypt. Sim- from the same location, verses later, it says, the Lord said to Abram after Lot had parted from him, lift your eyes from where you are to the north, south, east, and the west. All the land that I, God, will cause you to see, I will give to you and your offspring. Same place, same spot, same perspective, but two different ways of seeing. Chapter 15 opens, and it says, The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. And God takes Abram outside and says, Lift your eyes again and count the stars, and if you can count them, so shall your offspring be. So, like, if you can see what I see. In the examine, what are we doing when we ask for light? We're asking to see as God sees. We're asking for the lenses of the divine We're asking for through which we can see the world and our neighbors and even the events of our own lives. Because we can see ourselves and our neighbors and the world around us through lenses that are not the lens of God, the lens of Christ. What does Paul say in the New Testament? Colossians 3, for I have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Galatians 2, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. 2 Corinthians, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, new creation, what's he saying? That when we come into union with Christ, there is a way of living and being that is like, it's it's us, but it's not us. It's Christ in us. It's the life of Christ. It's the the zoe, uh, which is a Greek word for life. It's 
the divine life in us and through us. And so we can see the world and ourselves and our neighbors through the lenses, through the, through the eyes of the divine. This is, what we're, this is what we're doing when we ask for light. God, help me see my neighbor, the coworker who I don't have to be in the office with anymore. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but I probably will at some point in the future. Help me see them like you see them. Help me see the events of my own life as you see them. So we give thanks, we ask for light, and then we examine the day. This is the heart and soul of the examine. This is where we get right down to it, where we slow down and we take stock of our day, where we take stock of our life. Ignatius used two words to describe this process, consolation and desolation. And people either hate these words or they love these words. But the words, of course, aren't the point. The idea, or the point is, what, it, what you're being invited to consider, what you're being invited to contemplate. And so, as you stop to reflect on your day, as you stop to examine your day, what brought about consolation? Was there something, or what was something, that was genuinely good for your soul? What was the moment, or what were the moments when you opened? Where were the moments of life where you came alive, where you felt like there was a tingling in your soul from the bottoms of your feet up to your head? Can you name any of those moments through your day? Consolation. And conversely, what were the moments in your day that brought desolation? Where you, where you closed, where you shut down things that were not good for your soul, that led you away from the divine, that closed you and made you move towards hiding instead of saying, here I am. And this is the hardest part of the examine because it asks you if you are willing to know yourself. And to know yourself, you can't hide from yourself. Are you in tune with your own soul enough to know what makes you come alive? Do you know your own desire? Can you name it? Can you speak it out loud? And similarly, are you in tune with your own soul enough to know what shuts you down, to know what makes you want to hide? So we give thanks, we ask for light, we examine our day, what brought life, what brought death, and then we seek forgiveness. Now this is typically where words like repentance uh, come into the conversation and lots of people, like myself, tend towards shame and we're like, ah, I don't really want to talk about that. And I want to sort of head that off at the pass. If I had to offer an alternative way to say this or think about it, it would be reflect on what you said or did in those moments of consolation and desolation. Like, were you drawing closer to God throughout your day? And if so, celebrate those. Were you retreating or be moving further away from God? What was your posture? What was the posture of your heart and your spirit throughout the day? And in those moments where you felt like moving, withdrawing, hiding, moving back, if you found yourself desiring those things, seek forgiveness. God is relationship in a nutshell. Father, Son, Spirit, Trinity, the perichoresis, the circle dance. So if that's what God is and we're invited into that, then anything that we do that inhibits or shuts down or breaks relationship, the examine is just asking us to say, to name that and to move away from it, to repair anything that has been broken. So the psalmist says, search me, God, know my heart, see if there be any anxious thoughts in me. So reflect on the moments of desolation the things in that, in that day that maybe moved you back a couple of steps or shut you down or made you want to hide instead of open up and say, here I am to the divine or your neighbor or yourself.
So we give thanks, we ask for light, we examine our day, we seek forgiveness, and then the last part of the examine is to resolve to change. Quite simple. The fifth and final step is about intention. If you have the gift of tomorrow, what will you do with it? Notice I started with if. It's not guaranteed. But if you have the gift of tomorrow, what will your intention be? So you resolve to change if you need to or to keep going in the direction you want to, that you've declared you want to. Awaken's mission is to partner with God in the renewal of all things, which assumes that God is up to something and we've been invited. First Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. We're watching um, Lord of the Rings right now, so I'm like seeing, you know, the, to and fro across the earth. Looking for what? To show himself strong on behalf of those who are loyal, who are in, who say yes to the divine. I, I like to think God as an awkward junior higher sometimes, like at the snowball dance. Walks out onto the middle of the gym, across the floor, and says to some person, Will you dance with me? And this is what the divine has asked the church. Will you be my partner in this work? And so the last step of the examine is just to resolve to be a part of that, to say yes. So in this long winter, as we begin this series, this prayer, I believe, will bear much fruit for us if we employ it. We start by giving thanks. We place ourselves in the presence of the divine. We ask for light. God, help me see as you see. We take stock of our day. What brought life? What brought consolation? What brought death? What brought desolation? Where were the moments where I opened up? Where were the moments where I was closed off or shrunk back? In those places, seek forgiveness. Ask God to restore. Uh, move towards relationship. And close with resolving your intention to say, I want to participate with you in the renewal of all things. And tomorrow, should I get that gift? I will do that in these ways. Be specific. Name them. So as we close, here's my invitation to you. Very simple. It's two-part, or you can choose your own adventure. So you can choose one of the two, or you can do both. You know, overachievers out there. There's, a, there's some of you. At the end of each day, take 15 minutes. This week, starting tonight whenever you listen to this, this teaching, and walk your way through this practice. Um, throughout this whole series, I want to encourage you to find a place in your home or outside or somewhere, a location that you can do these things. Cultivate space, sacred space. Maybe it's candles. Maybe you remove some things so you're, you're focused or you add some things so that your intentions are set. But create a space to do these things. Take 15 minutes. Get a journal. I, um, I like music. Goldman on Spotify, if you just put, like in the radio section, Goldman. It's just all music. It's no lyrics. It's perfect background. I love it. Maybe you won't, but if you don't have anywhere to start, start there. 15 minutes. And walk your way through this. Examine. Give thanks. Ask for light. Examine your day. Seek forgiveness. Resolve to change. And just journal your way through 15 minutes. That's it. Simple. And then, if you would, go to Instagram or on the Awaken West 7th Instagram page or on the Facebook page and just share the, your learning. Share the things that you're learning or you're experiencing. The second thing you could do is there is an article that was passed around as a staff, uh, 10 photos of 2020. And it kind of like took 10 photos of this last year of the most 
life-giving and death-bringing moments of our collective life. I, I don't know if it was the New York Times or the Washington Post or somebody, but it was stunning to look at these pictures. And it was a great, like, um, image of an examine to look back on 2020. So would you consider going through your photos, taking an evening, uh, maybe it's one of the nights as you're examined, and finding 10 photos that would sum up your year. Maybe moments that brought life, maybe moments that were hard or that were difficult or that brought death. As a, a, a photo, a collage examine of 2020. Photos that speak and, and uh, speak about what brought life to you or brought death to you. And then share those with each other. Um, those are, that, 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 that's it. Very simple. Do the examine or both, uh, this photo collage, 10 photos of 2020. I'm going to offer a word of prayer in just a moment. And the next few moments um, will be uh, sort of a block of time. And um, here's, what, here's what I'd like to lead us towards. Um, it will include lament, it will include communion, and it will include kind of a, a, a resolve, a, a, a resolve to our intent. Um, speaking about the faithfulness of God. And so um, Melody's going to lead us in a lament. We want to be a church that's practicing lament. Many of us didn't have this growing up. We don't even know how to lament in some ways. So uh, we're going to start there. This is a song Mel wrote, and I think we, uh, we sang it during Lent of this last year. And will give us an opportunity to do that. And I will lead us in communion. We'll come to the table, be reminded of this story. And then Sarah and Ruby will lead us in... Um, an exercise, a refrain and exercise of faith. So, let me pray, and then a moment of silence, and Mel will lead us. God, we thank you for this chance to be together. Um, even though our hearts long for more, uh, we, we have gratitude for the ways in which we can still connect, for the, the technology that allows us to even do this, um, for the, the volunteers and people that are making these things happen weekly. We give you thanks um, for this time as we wrap up and move towards silence, I ask that your Holy Spirit would find us and uh, begin to speak, begin to till the soil uh, for this series, these practices, these disciplines, these pathways, that we might find you in new and fresh ways and hear your voice in powerful and life-changing ways. So, Holy Spirit in the silence, speak to us. Say what you need to say and move our hearts in the directions that we need to move, I pray.
On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. Whoa. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Whenever you eat of this, do it in remembrance of me. Remember the things I've taught you, the ways that I've invited you to be in the world. In the same way, he took a cup and he blessed it and he said, this is my blood, which will be shed for you. A, a new covenant written in my name with my blood. Whenever you drink of it, do it in remembrance of me. Remember these things that we've done together and that we've talked about. So this table we call communion, the Eucharist, the good gift of God. It is, um, it's not the churches. It is the table of the Lord. So come, you who have a little bit of faith, a lot of faith, uh, you who have been here often, you have not been here for a long time, you have tried to follow and you who have failed. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. So come, not because I invite you or the church invites you, but because Christ, the resurrected Christ, invites you to come and be known and be fed at the table. So as you take the bread, I'd invite you to hear these words, the body of Christ broken for you. Take and eat. And in the same way as you take the cup, I'd invite you to hear these words, the blood of Christ shed for you. Take and drink.
And good to be together. Um, my mom always used to tell us as kids, this too shall pass. I'm 43 and I think uh, I've come to learn that she was right. So I will say to you, my little flock, this too shall pass. Soon enough, we will be together and it will be sweet. Um, before we go, just a couple of things uh, you should know by way of community life. We want to let you know some things that are coming up, that are happening, that are exciting. Uh, first of which is Discover Awaken next Sunday, 10 a.m. Um, we'll, if you're new to Awaken, glad you're here. Uh, if you want to learn more about this community, um, I lead that experience. Opportunity for you to ask questions and hear more about the story of the church. Um, so join us. Uh, the link is in the Awaken Weekly. You can sign up for that and we'll send you a Zoom link for it. Uh, second, Artist Mingle is happening um, January the 7th at 7 p.m. Coming up, Mel leads that. Again, the link for that that happens on Zoom is in the Awaken Weekly. A chance for artists to get together and, um, yeah, just be together, uh, share, uh, encourage one another. And then last but not least, our Learning Lab for the winter is starting on January 13th. Very excited about this. Unsettling, unsettling Settler Colonialism, I think is the title of it. But Jacob Rorm, who's a PhD student um, in our community uh, on this topic is going to walk us four weeks in January and the first week in February, 6.30 to 8.30 on Wednesday nights. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about that and what it means to be on a land um, that maybe was not maybe, but was not ours, was not yours, but was someone else's, um, what does it mean for this church to be located on Dakota land? Um, and how do we participate in that process uh, as people of faith in maybe life-giving ways going forward. So join us for that. Super excited about it. Um, that's all we've got for you, friends. So uh, leave with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his face. Uh, the Lord lift up his face and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you his peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and the church said together. Amen and amen. Grace and peace, friends. Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Awakening Community or on Twitter at Awakening Community. See you next time.